We need something to kick us into gear. Wham. Just like that, he slapped me across the face with his penis. Yeah, this could be a bit weird. Oh. A guy called Mark <laughs> managed him. This is cutting edge stuff. <laughs> like a carry-on film or something. Is it my turn, yeah? <laughs> can, can we attribute all Brazilian success down to City? Uh, I certainly am now. This could be the end of it. Welcome back to the Road to Wembley podcast that follows the FA Cup from start to finish. Last week we watched Molsey get battered 7-0 to Southall FC, so we follow Southall back home to Ashford Town. Alex, two episodes in and the podcast hasn't been cancelled yet. There's still time, Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a ticking time bomb, really. Uh, but you're late. let's not think about that. We're still here, we're still kicking, live and kicking, football's live and kicking. We are definitely live and kicking, it's been a pretty successful start to the podcast. We've got new branding. Yes, we've got a lovely new picture, um, which is like our little cartoon faces. Yeah, my yeah. mum said it looks like we have earrings. Yeah, that's the way they've, they've styled the uh, the ears. Well, if your mum's got a problem with the branding, then she can go for the right channels. I'm not sure if she has a problem with the branding. She probably has a problem with me having earrings. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not, you're a old you now. <laughs> yeah, you'd like to think at 25 I could make my own decision about whether I want earrings. Did she call you up saying, have you got fucking earrings? <laughs> She's furious. This lockdown's been long. Have you got earrings? <laughs> I, I haven't got earrings. Um, would I wear earrings? Would you wear a football themed earring? Yeah, you could wear a, one of the badges we picked up at many of the grounds. Yeah. Or in my ear. You could have like two like hanging liv- liver birds for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Or what was another good? I could have a Southall badge. Yep. Their badge isn't very cool. Earringable. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you could have an ash tree. Yes, an ash tree. Why, why an ash tree, Jack? That is the symbol of Ashford Town, the new club on this podcast. But yeah, I'm, good point. I'm jumping well ahead to new club, which is, of course, one of many features on today's show, but we do have a new feature. We do. Do we? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, People in the podcast might not even know this. We don't talk about it very often, but we often go to football memorabilia shops whilst at this ground, don't we? That's an excellent point, actually, because I think a lot of our friends see this stuff. Us bring, some might call it tat, back from the games. <laughs> Um, it's like posters or books the Neil Warnock book was a good example that appeared on the podcast uh, lots of pins uh, programs tickets all kind of things hats yep hats scarves ties a, sh- a shirt sometimes if we're feeling really if we're feeling really flash we kind of came up with this rule in series one if we were with a team for three consecutive games we would buy a shirt which we did for Haringey yeah that was the one team that got that far so fingers crossed we get to do the same in series two yeah sure um, you buy this one <laughs> but yeah, speaking of yeah, uh, football memorabilia shops, Alex, we've been granted access to a very special home of football memorabilia. It is the interdimensional depository of FA Cup memorabilia. Oh my god, I've heard about this place. It makes the football museum in Manchester look like a crock of shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> been to uh, it. Quite a good museum, but <laughs> well, you're going to be blown away by this. We're the only podcast ever to go here because it exists in my mind. Oh wow. So let, I've always wanted passage into Jack's mind. So does everyone, and this podcast is the only way to get it. Uh, should we go? Yeah, let's go. So, Alex, I bet you're wondering what this is. Yeah, what, what is this, Jack? So this is a collarbone, a human collarbone. Oh, my God. I know, disgusting, right? It's been pres- preserved. Um, it belonged to one Lieutenant Cresswell. I know what you're thinking. What's a grizzly war heirloom doing in a football museum? Well, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swearing on this podcast. Uh, it's actually... It's quite 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 a good football story. You'll notice there's a crack on the on the collarbone, a little break. Let me. Oh yeah, look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Well, let let me tell you a little tale. Uh, The first ever FA Cup final was with a team, a team literally called Wanderers. Can I I pick this collarbone up? Sure. Go ahead. Oh my god, it's actually really heavy. Sorry. Carry on. I interrupted you. Yeah. Uh, It seems to be a team actually called Wanderers, uh, and they played a team called Royal Engineers at Kennington Oval. 
the crowd of 2000 in 1872. Uh, Wanderers actually won that game. They beat Royal Engineers. Royal Engineers are from Chatham, which will, is a name that will become important later in the pod. Um, but more importantly, the story we remember here is that um, Mr. Lieutenant Creswell was playing for the Royal Engineers. <clears throat> Ten minutes into the game, he broke his collarbone and played on. No, don't. And this is the collarbone. <laughs> oh, it's from horrible. The, from the very first final. Uh, everyone says like that's quite cool, you know. He's played on the stuff. He's quite a hard bloke. But actually, if he probably got subbed off, his team would have had a better chance of winning that game. Yeah, could have won some silverware. So in many ways, this is a sort of a an item to show hubris. Yeah, it's a bit a bit horrible, isn't it? I'm yeah. not sure. I'm such a. It's a bit grizzly. It reminds me of that. Um, is it Troutman? Is that the German goalkeeper who broke his spine and played on? I've never heard. Broke his spine. Yeah, he played. The, he broke his neck and played the rest of the game. Wouldn't that kill you? Well, not to the degree he did. It's a dead body in the, six between, in the, between, the, between the sticks. <laughs> the manager's like, oh, I would take him off. but He's so good. <laughs> he's, 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 not, he's killing it, man. He's, he's not it. gestured to come off. So he's yeah. not doing any gestures. Well, there's a lot of that, I guess. That probably opens up a wider conversation in football about whether you should play on for injury. I guess that's that's true at the moment, isn't it? And that's why it's in the museum. The, yeah. uh, what, depository, whatever I called it. Poses, poses more <laughs> questions than answers. Yeah, and as, as all good memorabilia shops should do. Yes. I want the people listening to the pods to come away from the museum, the depository. I'm leaving this uh, depository quite sad <laughs> because uh, I've realised that there are more fans going to games in 1872 than there are <laughs> post-coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 2000. I dream of 2000 at a game. You've got to think about what happened in 1871. There was no football. Yeah, I guess you're right. It could be worse. Should we get back into the real world now, Jack? Yeah, sure. Let's cut to one of our new sponsors. And when we come back, I guess we'll have a new club. Hey, guys. If you are anything like me, you cannot wait for this COVID business to be over so you can get back to traveling the world and making memories. Well, 2021 will see the launch of a brand new way to fly, Weatherspoons Airlines. That's right. Everyone's favorite pub chain is launching its own airline. And the planes will include all those cheeky deals you know and love. Two cocktail pitches for the price of one whilst en route to Dubai? We have you sorted. Curry club whilst inbound to Cork? Count me in. Flying overnight back from Magaluf and got bear FOMO? No worries. As soon as it's 8pm and board any of our flights, we push back those economy seats and open up the dance floor, playing all your fave bangers. We even brought along our world-famous toilet attendants and stylish carpets. What's the hold-up? Book today. Weatherspoons Airlines, you're on holiday. New club. New club. It's a new club. Okay, Jack, so let's start specifically with the name of our new club. Because the club we'll be pit against, as Southall fans, will be Ashford Town. Not Ashford FC, as I heard you mention them in the previous podcast. <laughs> or, in fact, Ashford United, which is a team from Kent. We've had this, obviously, a similar slip-up with Croydon FC and AFC Croydon in our first series. Remember that? Don't remind me. Yeah. And famously, Neil Patrick Harris made a similar mistake whilst at a Manchester City game calling the Manchester United. Remember that? No. Yeah, well, thankfully, we weren't under such scrutiny. Is that why his career is taking a dive? After How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Arguably, his career was diving in during How I Met Your Mother. Um, I also wanted to iron out the issue we've had with the Isthmian League. Okay? So, the Isthmian League... We've probably seen about 50% of the teams in it over the last two years. Uh, just to remind you that it's it's not just one league, it's four four leagues banded together. So you've got the Premier Division, which is where the real stars play, including teams like Harringay Borough, who we love, and Cray Wanderers, and Kingstonian, who we wanted to see. And then there's three feeder leagues, the North Central, the South Central, and the South East. Ashford, our new team, play in the South Central League with the likes of Stainstown, who we saw last year. So promotion would put them in the same division as Harringay. 
As far as famous players go, I could find two former internationals. Mark Ebanks, who I thought I recognised his name. Do you recognise his name? No. No, cool. <laughs> Is his name Marky? Well, he's an international... Mark... Or Mark dot E. No, Mark. <laughs> like Marky e- Mark. Ebanks. Like so it's he... not like Marky Mark? No. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, he's an international footballer, Jack, right. but he plays for the Cayman Islands. Wow. That's cool. Came like, that's quite a niche. It is very niche. He moved to Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. You said Lauderdale. Oh, sorry. Well, that's cool. Fort Lauderdale. That's meant to be a cool place to live, Lauderdale. Probably got a lot of uh, action out there. <laughs> a young footballer. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Spring Break Central. I reckon he probably, it is, yeah, he probably right. had a great time. I reckon he had an incredible time. Uh, they also had a former Premier League player called Jamie Lawrence. So I'd say you recognise his name. It's quite a standard British name. It probably pops up a lot of time. But he did play for Sunderland Leicester and he actually won the League Cup in 1997 okay, with Leicester. So a successful player. Yeah, very much so. Um, as we mentioned last week, Ashford Town share their ground with Robert Parker Stadium. With, with, sorry, Ashford share their ground with Southall. It's called the Robert Parker Stadium. Um, I kind of wondered when you mentioned it last week why it was called the Robert Parker Stadium. Uh, it was named after Robert Parker. In honour, it was named Robert Parker in honour of the former chairman, Bob Parker, who held the position for 28 years. Wow. Have they ever won the FA Cup? Not yet. Okay. Do they have any famous fans? Well, I think you're going to tell me. We're going back to our celeb generator to find a famous fan, because not all these clubs have famous fans. Yep. Steven Spielberg <laughs> is a fan of Ashford. Town. Well, strangely, we mentioned Steven Spielberg in the last one because he didn't understand why Robert De Niro was getting caught up no you're right I guess and now he would understand he, he would understand it all too well yeah. he follows football at a similar level so De Niro has, has De Niro starred any Spielberg films because they're both, both bit of the ground potentially. you're the film buff no I, yeah I don't, I'm, I'm drawing a blank but Spielberg obviously a great director and he's a great person to have at the ground mm-hmm. I wonder if he'd ever make a good football film yep I'd like to see that goal four goal four by Steven yeah imagine that <laughs> Steven Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. him directing Beckham I think yeah. he'd find it trying imagine him directing a film about Ashford Town yeah the, yeah. his true love starring who is he who is usually cast he's a big fan of DiCaprio isn't he yeah DiCaprio I don't know any of the Ashford Town characters no maybe well let's go into the game and find some new club new club it's a new club so we arrived excited. We'd just seen Southall win 7-0. So we fought goals galore and we fought goals coming from our team, which is a rare thing on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we definitely were excited and it was it was a really enjoyable game, but I think we probably drifted off a bit at half-time. Yeah, something, something caught my eye and it was all I could think about. How was that for you? Uh, it's a far cry from the 7-0. I won't lie. I've, um, Much uh, more competitive, right? more competitive and it's not the Southall I fell in love with not one week ago I think they're doing alright they're playing pretty well I think it's quite even I think I imagine it looks like Ashford have a bit better quality but Southall are keeping up with them they're getting a few chances from corners mostly yeah maybe, maybe Molesy was just very bad and I I thought that meant Southall were very good but actually you're right it's quite even sorry if my phone going off it's bad isn't it that's fine that's, that kind of shows how real this, this recording is yeah shows how unprofessional I am um, it's a very real game as well it's quintessential uh, non-league football Yep, it's a lovely hot day. There's a whole remember. I don't know if you remember season one fans will remember that we often remarked how hot the games were whenever we went. We seem to have always good weather, and it's that trend has continued into season two. Apart from that game, we had cancelled from a storm. Uh, yeah, apart from that game, that was a yeah. Well, that had to break at some point, didn't it? 
Yeah, well, you're right. It is lovely here today. We have Ashford in their bright orange. Oh, no, in bright yellow. And their brand, their um, logo is bright orange. Is that what you call it, a logo? Their crest and their sort of uh, sort of paraphernalia. They're, yeah, the, the nickname, the, there is the ash trees. I'm sure the boys have told you that, and the studio. But there's also a big sign saying tangerine, so I'm not sure what their nickname is. It's an ash tree that grows tangerines. Does it? No. <laughs> uh, it's quite a striking imagery of these big... It's right into this big industrial estate, and it's these sort of massive, I don't know what you call them, big silos of God knows what. I don't, I don't want to say sewage, but... These are gas, aren't they? Yeah, gas or sewage. You're saying it's gas. We'll tell you in the studio later whether it was gas or sewage being kept in the silos. Rose certain it's gas. I'm going to say it's raw sewage. I'm telling you now it is gas. <laughs> that could be a regular feature, couldn't it? It could be gas or sewage. We could post a picture of a silo. You with me? Okay, yeah. You're looking at me with a look at the sky. We could post a picture on the socials of a silo of some sort or a container of some sort, and then our guests, our um, fans could guess whether that was gas or sewage. Okay. Um, so, was it gas or sewage, Jack? So, we've had a look, and we still don't know. Inconclusive. Inconclusive results. Um, there is a picture, picture of it on Instagram that we posted, so please feel free to join, like, voice your opinions. Um, whether it would be a regular feature on the pod, I don't know. That was maybe pie in the sky thinking from me. I think it barely works as, an, as, as a feature now. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, we probably should plug the uh, Instagram handle, but I've forgotten it myself. So it's road to Wembley underscore. That's much better than the last one. Check it out. I mean, you'll see some silos on one of those pictures. And uh, they'll look like sewage silos to you or gas silos, maybe even a third unknown substance, in which case, let us know. Okay, Jack, um, fill me in on the second half, please, mate. So I was just checking my notes now. Ashford flew out the blocks, which is kind of ironic because, well, as you'll find out, they're not necessarily capitalising that speed and that momentum. Um, the Southall manager had a talking to, actually told off by the ref and told to go sit down. I don't know if he got an official card, but he certainly wound his neck in a bit after that. A bit embarrassed. Um, the Ashford fans were giving the Southall manager a lot of stick mm-hmm. and often shouting sort of you know who are you and stuff like that which is uh, not helpful yeah. <laughs> makes his job just harder just trying to do his job <laughs> yeah come on just trying to manage the team they share a ground after all not, why not share a share compassion but whatever um, Southall free kick not the first time we've said this on this on this podcast it's another Southall free kick hit the poster stamp really really good goal um, so kind of making up for that ridiculous own goal they had hit an absolute banger so one all things are looking quite tasty thought we were going to get to a penalty shootout never had a penalty shootout in the pod before um, more and more likely this series because there's no replays and there's no um, extra time so if we are going to get a penalty shootout it's going to be this series um, but no need for that because Southall did finally score again so 2-1 a really scrappy goal but a good bit of play that sort of led to the scrappy goal and Southall through so we got our first win of the series and again fans of Series 1 will know we very very rarely win yeah and it had to come from behind and so from behind, so it was exciting. Um, so Southall, I mean, this wasn't a 7-0. It was no, a, but I, I don't know about you, I thought this was one of the most enjoyable games we've been, for, been to. It was really, really good. It was just end-to-end stuff. Um, every animated crowds, social distance crowds, of course, saying, yeah. but animated crowds nonetheless. Um, we were sort of really, state, the ground was quite nice, it was really sort of tight, so you felt like you were really with the action. And yeah, just good football. It didn't, they didn't look like the, the small sides they were, they looked like good football sides playing good football. Yes, it was a 3G pitch, was it not? Yes, it was. Which you said you might help. You think that might help? Well, we noticed this last season with Harringay. I think at the lower level, lower down the pyramid, it's, it makes average teams look pretty good because they can move the ball about with a bit of speed, and uh, it's really fun to watch. It makes the the spect the spec what's the spectacle better? Spectacle for spectators. Mm-hmm. So Southall go marching on. 
uh, we're going marching on with them. I think the other thing we should note is it's really nice for us when a team wins because you do start to build an affinity with them. I think it makes a more enjoyable journey for us to, you know, we start to recognise a few of the Southall players, build up a relationship with some of the fans, start to learn some of the songs. That certainly happened last year. I hope, I hope beyond hope, that Southall will run to Wembley. That happened, yes, of course. And anything can happen, you know. It's what the Cup's all about, Magic of the Cup. Only, that only, what you described there, and I totally, I'm totally with you on that, only really happened with Harringay and a little bit of Oxford and Hartlepool. But certainly Harringay was the main club that did that for us, which is why it gets mentioned so often in the pod. Um, usually our sort of our love of the team is diminished immediately by getting battered by a much better team. But, yeah, that usually happens. But that's not going to happen to Southall. No, so no, don't no, worry no, about no. it. What's our next game, Alex? Uh, our next game will be Chatham Town versus Southall FC. Yeah, away at Chatham on a Tuesday night. We're on the road, yeah. Can you do it on a cold night on Chatham? Chatham? Well, we'll find so, out. So I guess our next episode will uh, will update you on that, and we'll we'll keep you posted about it. Um, and I think we've got another feature before this podcast ends. Yep, that's right. So as we know, COVID has got everyone a bit down and fingers are being pointed everywhere in the world. Sometimes things are being put at fo- pointed at football, whether footballers are doing enough. And we're here to tell you footballers are doing, going over and above, or well, some of them are anyway. Um, so as our, our new feature, footballers doing nice things. Footballers doing nice things. So, in a press conference a few weeks ago, before Tottenham's game with Skendidja, uh, Jason Mourinho is taking questions from journalists about the upcoming match. Uh, he leaves the room, only to be called back into the room by a Macedonian journalist. Uh, the journalist proceeds to shower the Tottenham coach in compliments. He says he's always admired the Portuguese manager, and in fact his father modelled his fatherhood on Jose's management style. He proceeded to ask Jose if he could take a photo with him, frame it, and put it on his father's grave. And this is what Jose said. Thank you so much. Uh, the picture has nothing to do with the result. The picture is is done. We do it. If you can meet us before the game, or you can meet us in the hotel, maybe easier. If it is after the game, is after the game. There is nothing to do with with results. Uh, so my pleasure to do the picture for you, and uh, and my honor to. To, to your father and and respect that he he feels so so strong about about me. I don't deserve that, but I I thank him so much for that. So when you said he models his fatherhood after Jose, did you mean like he's he brought Matic and Ibra back in to sort of be his, be <laughs> his brothers good, yeah. alongside him? Uh, yeah, I mean he probably didn't do that, but I, I've I've been to Macedonia and the people are genuinely lovely. They're some of the nicest people I've ever met. So. Yeah, the journalist sounds very nice. Um, and I think Jose is nice. I, mean, I, I am a Spurs fan. We've mentioned it pods a few times and uh, it's a pretty weird time to be a Spurs fan. Jose probably has, has won as many fans as he's lost. But I think one thing I've taken from it is actually he's not a bad dude. I think he's like most managers. I think he's quite a smart man. I think he gets quite frustrated, but actually he's a decent bloke. And it's nice when he does stuff like that. And we all need a bit of kindness right now, don't we, in the world of... Coach. We definitely do, I definitely do. I, I, I'm a bit divided about Jose. I think there's times at Man United where I thought, I hate this guy. And then, I mean, I know you haven't seen the Amazon Prime documentary about I can't. I can't watch it. That makes me so, I don't know, makes I, my skin crawl. I understand. But I've, I've been able to see, I think I've seen eight of the nine episodes. So I've almost finished it. I think he comes across very well, you know, from the, from the documentary. I think he's pretty likeable. He's quite pragmatic. He seems like he gets on well with the players. You always get the reputation he he was in the club to ruffle feathers a little bit. That's at least how he seemed at Man United. He didn't get on well with Pogba from the outside. Didn't get on well with Luke Shaw. 
And I suspect it's easier to see how the media have twisted it into a way that to look like he doesn't like the players. Yeah, and Jose twists the media too, right? Jose is the king of that. He likes to sort of get himself in the papers. And I mean, I have a, I have a good friend as a Chelsea fan and he always said that the logic behind it was Jose makes himself the story so the players could go on what they have to do. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, maybe not with Pogba. <laughs> it seemed like one of them both to be the story. And uh, But I think, I think Jose... If, if you think Jose's a villain, it's probably because Jose wants you to think he's a villain. And I think most people in football, and this hopefully this feature proves, are just normal people like me and you. Some of them are nice, some of them are dicks. But for the most part, everyone's just trying to get by and, and you know, it, no one's averse to a little bit of goodwill every now and again. Yeah, and football deserves the credit for that because there's certain industries that maybe haven't shown the same kindness over the last six months that football has. Yeah, we're not talking exclusively about milkmen, <laughs> but I think that's what you were, you were yeah. hinting at there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Who else? <laughs> Who else haven't been putting their weight? Cartographers. I haven't seen a map in months. No, a map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God. Or a charity map contest, something like that. Mm-hmm. Where are they? Or a Zoom conference with Where, a map. Where's your charity milk contest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two big ones there. So milkman and cartographers, get off your bike, get on your bike, get in your milk van, and start. <laughs> this podcast just needs to end now. <laughs> So we probably lost some listeners there. Anyone who's a cartographer or milkman or related to those people are, are no longer listening. But people that are, hope you'll be with us next week for Chatham, away to Chatham. And yeah, it's been a good pod, Alex. It's been so much fun. Thank you very much for joining me. I feel like we've got a little bit delirious at the end, but um, hopefully you haven't got delirious too, listeners. We'll, we'll see you next week. See you soon. <laughs>